do you keep getting calls at night from a guy who really wants to know what your favorite scary movie is? Do you stay up all night because you're scared of dream demons? Do all your friends keep getting murdered at summer camp? Sounds like you really need some scarapy. And you can find us anywhere where you listen to podcasts. And you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at ScarapyPod. So make sure you stab that like button. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another session of Scarapy. I am your scarapist, Dr. Trevor Brown. Joined with me, as always, is the beast incarnate himself, Zack Singer. All Here right. comes the pain. I have two things for you on that. One, you are still the worst at intros and names. Think about them, for the love of God. <laughs> two. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Brock Party. Brock Party. That would have been way better. <laughs> and just That should just be it every time. God, I love it was so good. Pain. No one knows what we're talking about. Look up Brock Party. Don't. It's not good. It wasn't good when it happened. It's not good stop now. Stop listening to Scarapy. Go watch Brock Party. I second. I'm, I'm never going <laughs> to stop you from stopping. Uh, I believe in you too much. So, this <laughs> week... Love. This week, we reviewed Incarnate, which... Um, Oh. <laughs> I incarnate believe I watched this whole fucking movie. Fucking. <sighs> I have so many thoughts on it. Because one, it actually could have been a really good movie. So much potential. And the cast wasn't bad. It, well. It's really weird. <laughs> they have. It's the same problem with the movie. I'm going to get into it right now. And shut the fuck up. I don't care what you have to say. Put your fucking finger down. Uh, the same issue I have with the movie is the same issue I have with the cast. Which is. Everything was so stereotyped generic to, like, every retort and phrase this guy said. Yes. Everything was generic to the point where it's, like, the sidekicks were generic sidekick who looks like this guy or looks like this girl. They were all the anti-stereotype stereotypes. 100%. And it it was almost impressive. It's the most hipster movie ever. I disagree. I think it's just a bad movie. What did I say? I think the same thing. I'm not really sure. I don't know what a hipster is. Is that having a fedora and a mustache? And hard opinions on movies because I'm halfway there. Dude, you are living on a prayer. Ooh, I fucking hate that song. Um, let's get into the questions here. Um, so, the two main characters in this movie are both from the uh, Batman, the Batman verse. franchise, baby. Uh, with Aaron Eckhart, who played Harvey Dent Two-Face in The Dark Knight, and... This is where he miraculously becomes One-Face. <laughs> Motherfucker. I was waiting for it. I, I knew you had it loaded. I was like, I got this. And uh, David Mazuz, who was Bruce Wayne in Gotham. Uh, you did not give enough chef's kiss hand motion on Mazuz. I don't think it's Italian. It doesn't matter. Just say it. Um, uh, that kid is awesome in this movie, actually. He's pretty limited, but... He, I didn't like him at, by the end of Gotham. I thought he was pretty lame, but I think it was a writing issue, not an acting issue. So, um, first question for you. Which alternate Batverse is this? One, for, one face for his child Batman? That's just still Gotham, then. It's Two-Face before he's Two-Face, and Batman before he's Batman. Shit, it's just Gotham. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Which, if you watch that show, most... Most of it is terrible. His parents do kind of die in this movie, too. His dad for sure dies. Oh, yeah, 100. Um, 
Yeah, it still didn't follow the story. They didn't watch Zoro or Shrek, whichever. You ever heard that theory? No. <laughs> In the uh, new Batman timeline, because of the updated modern times. Oh my god. Child Bat, Child Bruce is in 2000s, meaning they could have been seeing Shrek at that point. That makes me so happy. It's the best I think I've ever seen, besides uh, Shrekna. Shrekna? Uh, Vecna, but Shrek. Um. So, second question. Um, <laughs> we're, too, we're not even yeah. at the movie yet. Nope. What the fuck? Uh. So, this might have just been me from like the general idea of this movie. Were you hoping God would take over uh, Aaron Eckhart's body and make him be able to walk again? No, not at any point. That would have been so that. funny. No, that would be uh, terrible. Well, that would have made this an even worse movie. I, I remember seeing a, a movie that's somewhat similar. I don't remember what it's called. But it's basically this demon takes over this chick. And this uh, demonologist priest comes to help her. And then at the end, um, we find out she was possessed by Satan. And it's like the whole Antichrist coming back. And then he is actually possessed by the arch angle, arch angle, arch angle. Uh, God, I love geometry. 90 um, degrees. <laughs> the arch angel, Michael. Um, and then they set up this like sequel, which was supposed to be an action movie. It's actually got, um, what's his name? Michael Pena. The guy oh, that plays okay. yeah, uh, Luis. Luis in Ant-Man. Yeah. He's the priest. He's Michael. Um, is the movie called like Michael? Or no. Archangel? What? Is it have Paul Bettany in it? Possibly. I think I know what you're talking about. You keep talking. Uh, figure this out. So, let's uh, get into some general info here. So, Incarnate came out December 1st, 2012. Um, has a runtime of an hour and 31 minutes. Zach, real quick, what's the rating? Realistically, it's got to be like a 54 or something. It's, it's got to be low, right? Um, it is low. It's a 17. Holy shit. Yeah. See, I thought this was better than last week's garbage. And I don't know last week's only had an 18, I what think. What it? Okay, I couldn't so. remember, but I just I just know I like I would at least semi that could have enjoyed this. Yeah. Bye bye man was unwatchable <laughs> so bad. bad. So bad. Um it had a budget of 5 million dollars. That seems high. And well, Aaron Eckhart at at the box office 9 million dollars. That's uh that sounds like it didn't do very good Diminishing actually. returns, I would yeah, say. Yeah, that's a piece um, of shit. It was directed by Brad Payton, who also directed um The Journey to the Center of the Earth and Journey Three. He also directed San Andreas and Rampage. So, so he's just with the rock. Yeah, Got he it. just does the rocks movies pretty uh, much. Maybe he's with Brendan Fraser, I'd give a shit, but I don't want no rock. <laughs> I fucking guy. love Brendan Fraser. Dude, he's the man. Um can't find this movie you're talking about. And it's on Netflix. I'll find it eventually. The cast for this movie is Aaron Eckhart, David Mazuz, Catalina Sandino Moreno, and MJ Anthony. You could stop after the first dude. Nobody knows who the other people are. <laughs> no. They are um, only vaguely familiar in the sense that they look like somebody else. <laughs> and the plot of this movie... Oh, give it to me. I need it. After a single mother witnesses terrifying symptoms of demonic possession, her 11-year-old son... A Vatican representative calls on wheelchair-bound scientist Dr. Seth Amber to rid him of the evil spirit. They should have called him the wheeliest. <laughs> the wheeliest. Yes. It's That's like the first ten minutes of the movie. It's not even yeah. what actually happens in this I movie. I will give credit to this movie. They jump right into it. 
Yeah, oh, 100%. Which I like when horror movies do that. Yeah, it depends the scene. It doesn't always work. Same with, like, uh, Nightmare 1 versus Reboot. Nightmare 1, it worked. Yeah. Reboot did not. That's Well, nothing about the reboot. Well, yeah, that's about. true. There's something else we were talking about. Same idea, I can't think of. The thing? The thing, yeah. Same same idea. Yeah. Worked, and it's just it's all set up and build, and fucking tell a story, god it's just it. those fucking violins getting louder throughout the whole movie. That's true. My <laughs> whole premise of movie basing is how loud that violin gets. <laughs> if there's a harp, fucking color me done. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's get into this movie, yeah? Are you asking me that I have a choice? Can I, can I leave now? What's the options? I mean, it's your house. All right, you get out. All right. All right, he's gone. Shit's getting weird. So... We open with creepy kids singing over the production credits, and then we pan through a city as we see a woman named Lindsay and her son walking into the apartment building. Batman. As she fumbles with her keys, the son sees a homeless lady mumbling into a fire before she looks at him and hisses. Um, God, Zach's already yawning. Yeah, it's that boring. <laughs> um, I think this is also the intro to Batman, though. So we hear... We hear his name is Cameron as his mom calls for him to get inside. They go in, and in their apartment, the mom gets a call from someone named Dan. She declines, and then Cameron asks if it was his dad. She says no, and then they start cooking some spaghetti. Well, wait. Does he want spaghetti or spaghetti? Because that's that's what happened as the playful mom-kid routine. That was so bad. Again, like, and I'm going to say this a bunch, I bet. Everything in here was just so generic top level thinking spoon feed me this uh, from this idea dad this this mom loves her kid check got it nailed it dad's not around check relationship built it's just they did they didn't put any thought into like layering a story into anything it was just here's the story (laughs) if i say this what do you say what's your first instinct nailed it just wrote itself the director looked at the definition of the word nuance and was like good thing i don't know how to fucking read (laughs) I totally thought you were going to say, good thing I don't know how to spell nuance. <laughs> and just read, like, math. Uh, that's what math is, huh? Finance. <laughs> Finance. Okay. Um, so later on, she's passed out on the couch and Cameron's doing some homework. Like a good kid. Cause um, this is, like, instantly painted as the perfect child. He covers her in a blanket and then notices her phone is unattended. He takes it to the bathroom and listens to voicemails of his father yelling into the phone that she can't ignore him forever and he wants to see his son. Yeah. Uh, I want to beat these kids. (laughs) We then learn from another voicemail that Dan hit Cameron and that's clearly why all this happened. He did break his arm. We don't know that yet. Oh, well. Spoiler alert. This movie's terrible. So he get, he goes to uh, press the button to call his dad back when Lindsay knocks on the door, causing him to hurry out and go to his room. I really like this part because he has enough thought. He flushes the toilet, washes his hands. Hold on. Mm-hmm. And then he opens the door and she goes, you okay? <laughs> Very calm. Nothing like not suspicious, not be suspicious at all. Don't and then, the- yeah, you get it. <laughs> and then his instant reaction was just run past her as out. fast as she could without saying anything. All he had to do was like, yeah, pooping. Done. Done with mom. <laughs> yeah, mom. spaghetti. Don't eat spaghetti before bed. You always eat spaghetti. Don't ever not spaghetti. 
touching my spaghetti. If somebody spaghetti you, you spaghetti back every time. I think that's what the Bible of the flying spaghetti monster says. Uh, yes. He evolved from a flying, not a flightless manicotti. It's <laughs> my favorite line. Later on that night, Cameron is drawing in his room and we hear a thump. <laughs> I don't know why that segue was so good, but that killed me. <laughs> yep, <laughs> done. Later on that night, Cameron's drawing in his room, and he hears a thump come from down the hall. Calls out to his mom because he's in a horror movie, and um, he ventures down the phone. Fo- <laughs> down the phone? God damn it. He ventures down the hall to find his mom asleep in bed. When the tapping continues, he goes to the source of the noise, which is the handle of the window blinds swinging against the wall in the wind. Because uh, the window's open. I was actually, like, a little swerved on that point. Because I was like, man, what a disappointing reveal. Because it made it look like that was the end. Which, obviously, it wasn't. But, the, so, I don't know. The way it hit, I was like, oh. Like, so they're going to do another scare at another point. Yeah. Like, I didn't think it was going to be the same scene. It seemed like that scene was done and they're going to move on to the next one. Yeah. Um. It did for me, too, until this next part happens. Right. So, he, he approaches the window to close it. And he looks out for a minute. And at this point, I was like, when he looks back up, there's going to be someone behind him. But uh, all we see is someone run behind him. Right, you get the spookies. Uh, when he turns around, he sees dirty footprints leading to a, like a dark space in between the oven and like the drawer. Yeah. Because there's like a three-foot gap in between them in this house. As all houses are built, or um, I guess apartments. Yeah, Look, apartments. I can go through any place in my house and there's dirty footprints because my feet are disgusting at all times. I don't know what, how these people live like kings, apparently. <laughs> I have a Roomba. Uh, you, you do. Shut up. They don't know that. <laughs> you have a Roomba, They don't asshole. know what kind of money I have. You got Roomba money. <laughs> I got Roomba money. That was a gift. It was a gift, yeah. <laughs> so he eventually, Roomba. he eventually walks towards this empty space, only to hear someone groaning above him. Wow. And it's the homeless lady from before who is, like, hanging off of the ceiling. Did you ever see Spider-Man? not like that no at all <laughs> this is this is a grown person strapped to a ceiling uh, and then instantly dropped onto yep. an 11 year old homeless lady drops um on onto him and is growling and hissing and they're fighting before they both pause for a moment uh then the lady stops growling and just goes very confused what the fuck before cameron flips her and then snaps her neck take her to yeet city <laughs> This is the intro, man. Yep, and... Um, Title card. Yeah, this kid's already possessed. We hear his mom call out to him as he whips his head towards the camera, and he has red, spooky eyes as we get the title card incarnate. Yeah, you know, again, um, man, this kid killed it. I thought he killed it in this scene. Yeah, I thought he was actually really good. Um, I I didn't watch much Gotham. It just, oh, man. it just wasn't for me. It's such a piece of shit. But... Like, there's a really good. This is just an interesting tidbit that me and uh, our listener Brian have talked about a bunch. That show starts off, and you can watch any season. And the first half, because they always did it in eight, I think it was eight part segments. The first half was always unwatchably terrible, but then the second half was fucking amazing. So it'd be this really half season of great. That would make you want to watch the next season mm-hmm. with a good cliffhanger, and then it'd be terrible again, and then great, and then the end of the show was just fucking. Gone. I liked uh, Cameron Monaghan as Jeremiah and Jerome. I watched a bunch of clips of him on on YouTube. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. It's not that good, but yeah. his the very first episode he is in. Oh man, he killed because they they didn't plan on doing a Joker at all. Like you could see from the episode, this was just total 
here's a little a little tidbit for Gotham mm. peep fans. And he just does oh, he just destroys that episode. Yeah, whole episode is freaking amazing. All right, so uh, enough about Gotham. Save that for the lunch break. No. <laughs> um, Solomon Grundy, bored so, on a Monday. Back to the movie. From this title card, we cut to a club scene where fucking Sale by AWOL Nation plays. And that's clearly where 80% of the budget for this movie went. 100% because they played it again at the end because they were like, I paid for this. I'm going to fucking so use this. Funny. Uh, I have two things about that. One, when that song came on... My first thought was, or actually, I'm pretty sure I said this out loud, was, well, this is where the budget went to this movie, because mm-hmm. this movie's, this song's still new, and I'm <laughs> a freaking idiot when it comes to M music. I know nothing. The song came out, like, 20 years ago, but I just heard it for the first time, like, I don't know, a week ago. Yeah, I remember being in uh, elementary school. <laughs> that means and, I was a full-grown adult, and got he- it. Hearing this song. I was in sixth grade when the song came out. I have no idea how old it was when it came out, but I thought this was like a new song still. No. I also don't know, I didn't know when the movie had come out, so I had said that and Courtney just looked at me like I was an idiot. <laughs> I also had no idea what they said in the song, because I didn't know the title. <laughs> sail, sail, sail! <laughs> I just, I'm not sorry for your ears, you go fuck yourself. It's, I, I only know the song from memes. What memes? Unless it's carry a sail on my wayward son, I don't care. No, it's it's vines. Um, Even I know that's old. <laughs> yeah, look it's, at it's me. It's all vines. Vine me, um, dad. Those are my favorite TikToks. Vines that used to be popular. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me the con. My whole bit has always been: Why do I have to look at social media when people will send me good social media? I got meme dealers. They send me the good ones. Dude, meme dealers are a thing. I like, know. It's incredible. Get, I don't pay for shit. Give me your spicy memes, Aubrey James I know. <laughs> so. Neither of them listen to this. It's fine. Mendoza mm. might. Fuck him. Hey, Mendoza. Trevor said fuck you, and you could fight him for it. That's fine. He's going to beat you in Heroclix. Um, I'll never fucking he, play Heroclix. <laughs> Heroclix is banging, man. They got Grundy. It, he was born on a Monday. <laughs> bringing up back every time this whole thing is gonna be batman memes i'm just uh, forewarning bat memes no no i'm gonna say batman memes meme man no no get out meme, of here. meme man's hilarious though it's not pete davidson's meme man for sure fuck pete davidson i agree yeah all right then <laughs> i like his work he's a good actor fuck that guy yeah i feel like on a personal level i'd want to kick him in the dick or buy adderall from him i don't know for sure adderall Kick him in the Adderall. Got it. I assume it's what he's made out of. <laughs> um, Alright. <laughs> so, uh, we see Aaron Eckhart. His character is named Seth. He is walking through the club. Um, he makes a phone call. The line rings to a nearby man in a suit sitting at a private table with a bunch of chicks. A nearby man. <laughs> this guy is also one of the ugliest people you've ever seen on purpose. You know what? He actually looks like another character from Batman. In uh, The Dark Knight, he looks like one of the judges. You, you won't know who I'm talking about. I can say anything I want right now. And you'd be like, alright, you're right. Proof so, of burden. Um, Seth walks over to this guy's table. And the man says, can I help you? Chief. To which uh, this Chad replies... <laughs> Yeah, he is chatted up. Could've Chad answered. it up. Could have answered your damn phone. Don't do it. Um, 
He then says, time to go, Henry. Then he points out the guy's watch, says 146, and it said that since he came in. And Henry's like, security, get this fucking guy out of here. How do you feel about that line? It's so dumb. <laughs> like, they explain it later, but it's still they so They explain dumb. it later, but in the, in the moment, they never justify it. It's like, it's just 146. It's always the time you tell me it is. Yeah. If we're on the same. Or my clock is off. What do you want he me to says, do? He says, it's one forty-six. It's been that time since you got here. And I guarantee every clock in this room says one forty-six. Yeah. I was that's like, how time works. I was like. Our clocks, I guess. Okay. <laughs> um, so. Set- I, I get what they're going. Sorry. I'm, no, fuck you. I get what they're going for with the time thing. But they never expl- uh, pull it off, I guess, is how I want to say it. Because every time they do it, they just look at their clock and be like, yep, hey, this time. it's 1.46. What time you got? 1.46? Oh, good. <laughs> That's it. That's fucking it. I didn't forget to wind it up this morning. Yeah, I guess. Sorry, my digital clock was off. <laughs> so Seth then tosses Henry a lighter, saying this is to help him remember who he really is. He's a lawyer who has no social life and doesn't ever go out. He shits on this uh, guy. He says, we're not even in a, a nightclub right now. Uh, and you're not surrounded by women. They're in your head. Then, as the security walks over, a wild Mark Henry yeah, appears. Who do we see? <laughs> the strongest man himself. The world's strongest man. I had to look. Up, I had to look it up when I came. Out. I was like, IMDb. I need to see is Mark Henry in this movie. He fucking is. I was, Bouncer number two. I recognized him as soon as he came on I screen. Was I was ninety nine percent. Only scene he's in, and no the best scene in the movie. It is. Ah. Um, There's a couple of... You know, this movie's not good, but it has its moments. There's decent scenes in it, I guess. Again, generic nothings is the problem with this movie. Uh, he's Mark Henry hits him with a, it's time to go. Um, and then he puts him in the world's strongest slam. Puts him in the hall of pain. Yeah, oh, that's even um, better. Can you... Hold on. Can we believe that that was a real thing that people liked? I know you liked that fucking shit, too. I didn't, because I back then I still thought wrestling was real. <laughs> And, <laughs> that and was like three years ago. The Hall of Fame was in 2010, <laughs> asshole. Know. No, and and he he turned. <laughs> they didn't know that he turned heel on John Cena. He did. He and retired I was, in I was a, a salmon jacket. I was a huge Cena fan. Oh, I, I still am. But like yeah, back, Cena back then, it. Cena was my fucking boy. So when he turned heel, I was like, fuck everything about this. Yep. No more pain of Hall. I'm addicted to pain of Hall. Halt to the Hall of Pain. He turned to the NWO. Hinder that man. <laughs> Nobody hinder that man. If you hinder gender, I'll put you in the Steiner recliner. You got a 33% chance of beating me. <laughs> you got a 33% chance of understanding that math. Okay. I, this is our weekly oh. PSA. Please look up Steiner math. If you can figure it's it out, so I'll punch you in the dick for free. So you deserve it. Sir! <laughs> That's what I would do every time you go silent. <laughs> My sale moment. <laughs> Damn, that hits you just right. He he got the mute, but he was coughing like a bitch. Oh god, okay. Like a bitch. So... That's not to do. That's not what I want to say. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't appreciate that. Uh... Idiot on idiom. The, s- the slip up on your end. I guess the rare slip up. Rare. <laughs> 99% of my life is a slip up. <laughs> Slipped a disc. You ever done that? I told you that story. No, I haven't. Oh, alright. Well, I told you the story what I did. John Maxey was there. Yeah, shout out John Maxey. Fuck John Maxey. <laughs> Sing me, brother. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Content phrasing. 
Uh, but John, I'm gonna send you his number so you can thing him. We're in a group chat. Oh yeah, thing one. <laughs> anyway, thing two. Um, so Mark Henry says it's time to go before We're Seth. Still at this scene. B- Jesus before Christ. Seth fucking clocks him and just kicks his ass. He does. Um, but <laughs> I, I have a lot of questions of this at the end of the movie because um, I don't think you have any answers. No. Uh, all while convincing Henry to wake up, and the girl next to Henry. Not Mark Henry. Sorry. Just no. To confirm. Henry, no Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Sans Mark Henry. Uh, the girl next to Henry stands up and asks if Seth is looking for someone named Maggie. Then says, she's so very sorry about your little boy. Then Seth Dude. yells for Henry to look out the window. And when he does, all he sees is his reflection with bleeding eyes. Then this is girl, it a window or a mirror? I thought it was a mirror. So it, it's a it's just a window like reflection. Oh, up I thought against, it was like a, a it's it's up against like a white wall. Yeah, I, I remember the scene. It's in yeah. the trailer actually. Actually, first time, folks. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, watch the trailer for this movie. Uh, it looks way better in the movie. Back when we started this, we would watch the trailers every week. Uh, back when we started this, I, I would say I watched the trailers and would agree with things you said about the trailer. Facts. That's crazy, because I would do the same thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's crazy that we are the worst people at our job. Thank God nobody pays us for this. That's not true. Two people pay us for this. You and stupid anger. stupid motherfuckers. <laughs> sorry, Caitlin. Not sorry, Andrew. Go fuck yourself. All right. So we're agreed. <laughs> fuck the both y'all. Okay, let's get back into this, yeah? You figure it out. That is your job. Um, when he looks out the window, all he sees is his reflection with bleeding eyes. Then this girl now has black eyes and chases them as they sprint away down a hall. Tee-hee, um, They run through a red-lit hall as they appear to be stuck in a room. Um, it's like a loop. Like, every time they go through this door, they just wind up back in the hallway over and over Yeah, again. this is okay. We're in a mine sometime. Um, They've as, kind of explained it already. As the demon lady now starts walking towards them, Seth asks Henry uh, what his favorite color is so they can make I an escape. Fucking but it, this. But it needs to be something true to you, true brother. True to you, brother. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly what I thought every time he'd get into this. Are you fucking hulking out on me right now? He eventually says green, then a green door pops up. Oh, it's uh, so bad. They walk into a green room, and Seth opens a window. He says to break this illusion, uh, he needs to jump. They debate if he's going to or not as the demon lady pounds on the door and yells, this guy slipped something into your fucking drink. You don't know what's going on. Uh, a pretty reasonable argument at that yeah. point. So she eventually busts in and tells Henry to come with her, and then we see her body like flicker for a moment. Yeah, you get the... She got the matrix? caffeine jitters. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> she drank a bang and a monster. Oh my god. You don't do that. Can't cr- that's cross the wire. Uh, cross his dreams. I was gonna say you can't mix your liquor, but then neither of them are yeah, liquor. Those aren't liquors. You're you don't can't talk. mix your licorice. Don't eat red vines and Twizzlers together. Uh, somebody will definitely punch you in the face for it because there's a we've had this some of this discussion. Yeah, there's a hard line well, between those. It's time and to I talk think, about candy again. <laughs> that's fine because <laughs> if you have a, a hard decision on what you like and what's right, you're a dick. Man. I'm fine with what you like, but what is right, you go fuck yourself. Taste buds are different. I've cut them off. They look weird. Don't ask. On God, I don't want to ask. Man. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. On God? Is that what you said? On guard? <laughs> on God, yes. On God. I'm going to think about that one for a while. I don't get it. Cheryl! <laughs> okay. Anyway. Uh, so her body flickers for a moment, and then we see she has these sharp demon monster teeth 
Um, it's super generic. Yeah. Everything in this movie is they, generic. They went to Spirit Halloween. 100. Um, first of all, sponsor us. Um, give me $4. And, dude, give me $3 and a free mask. Um, I don't want their shit. This shit's shitty. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut um, the fuck up and go to Spirit. <laughs> so uh, they for sure just went to Spirit and bought like the, the glue-on teeth. Oh, yeah. I feel like everything here was... I, I don't know. What was it? $5 million? Five million. I don't know where this five million went besides sale and Aranac art. Maybe that was it. That kid wasn't famous yet, so no, he wasn't. And um, I, even now, I don't know what he's done after Gotham. I'm gonna MDB it. You so you, and you keep going. After he sees the monster teeth, Henry jumps out the window, and then when he opens his eyes again, he is levitated uh, uh, in his office against his ceiling, and he's got these bloodshot red eyes. Uh, he falls onto a table as he vomits some black sizzling sludge as we see Seth in a wheelchair with these weird stimulation probes all over his body. They're, they're just heart monitors. Um, I do want to say the floating scene is killer. Like, it's a split second where he's on the ceiling and he has the... They, when they do the eyes, it looks great. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think for for the most part, I'll give it like 75%. Effects in this movie are pretty good. Yeah, they're fine. I would say most of them are pretty whatever. Most of them look like they're out of, straight out of spirit. But, uh, like, the demon scenes is where they really hit it. Yeah. Like, the eyes are really good. The, I mean, they must be practical effects. Where they're just flinging people around where they're getting yeah, stuck to ceilings and whatnot. Shit. Like, that all looks super good. But other than that, I would say, like, the character... God, this guy... I don't want to spoil, I guess, too far into it. But Aaron Eckhart throughout the movie looks like a fucking hobo. Not like a put-together hobo. It looks yes. like they put a shitty wig on him, and they're like, I found this wheelchair. Here you go. You know what would be a really fun idea for this character? Is <laughs> to dress up like him and go to the movies and get front seat at Star Wars. Or Minions Rise of Gru. Oh, I want to see it. <laughs> I do. I'd rather have seen that than Thor. Thor sucked Oh my dick. god, we'll get to that later. I'm yeah. definitely going to oh. riff into how bad that movie is. Christian Bale carried and it didn't even help. It, 100%. That movie sucked balls. Um, Both anyway. dick and balls, apparently. Anyway, um, so he, uh, there's also a camera in the room recording Seth. Um, he takes the heart monitor probes um, off and takes a swig from a flask as another guy walks out. And this guy is generic, goth, fucking punk rock, ghost boy. Uh, he's got, like, the shaved sides and back, really emo haircut with... And I cannot figure out who this guy reminds me of, but he reminds me of several people. He just... I know that. He reminds me of the aura of a Hot Topic. I mean, 100% that, but he reminds me of, like, another character from a movie, but it's just so generic that it's, it literally seems like they were like, pick this character, and they're like, oh, okay. And they just found another guy who was cheaper, mm -hmm. and then put him in Hot Topic gears and suspenders. Yeah, so this is one of Seth's assistants. Uh, his name is Oliver. And he congratulates Seth on coming back to reality. And what does he call him? Snap back to reality. Ooh, the goddamn! <laughs> I can't even do it. Uh, he calls him boss. Boss. Every time he talks to this guy. Hey, boss. 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 You almost dead, boss. Boss. You want some cinnamon toast crunch, boss? Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> that just reminded me of the uh, the John Mulaney iced tea joke. Wait a minute. <laughs> so this guy. <laughs> yeah, man. He's a pedophile. <laughs> It might be the first time we get to say pedophile on this show. Definitely. No, not. definitely not. I've said it We've a lot. We've done two Freddy Krueger movies. Oh yeah. 
One of them was so bad, though. We also talked about Don't Breathe a lot, which isn't pedophilia, but it's... It is disgusting. Yeah. They made him the hero. Yeah. Either way, I'm not going to watch the second one, because it can't be. Uh, so, anyway, Seth tells Oliver that Maggie wasn't there, and after 15 dives, they lost her. Dives. She, she's taunting him, he thinks, and Henry wakes up on the table saying to Seth, You were in my dream. And Seth tosses the lighter to Henry in real life and says, it wasn't no dream. And then he wheels the fuck he out of there. He wheels so... <laughs> you did not paint the picture of this guy well enough. So Seth is Aaron Eckhart. So in the intro scene, he's suave Aaron Eckhart. The Bruce Campbell's chin of chins. Wearing a suit. Wearing a suit, like, short hair. James Bond-ass. Yeah, he's looking, he's looking like a smooth motherfucker. Secret Asian man. No, secret Asian man. But then he, they come out of this sequence of whatever, and he is like a disheveled homeless man in a wheelchair. And he has like really long, stringy-looking hair. Like he hasn't showered in I don't know four hundred years. Again, the wig that they put on him looks really bad, and it almost seems like they threw dirt on his face. <laughs> they were just at the crops, uh, gonna, the food service. Some dirt in your eye. It pretty like it was like the food service table, and Mark Henry put the hall of pain straight into it, and he just got like cream cheese and so, poppy seed on him, and they just vaguely wiped him off for his outfit. Think like Sam from Supernatural, but like after the fight, so he's got like the dirty jacket with another jacket underneath it, with, uh, with dirty ass jeans on. Are you thinking Sam? Or are you thinking uh, what's the brother's name? Dean. Dean. Him. I'm thinking Sam. They wear the same shit. Yeah, but uh, Sam's got the flannel, doesn't he? Isn't Dean the green jacket? That's what I'm picturing. I think you might be right. Yeah, I think I am right. Yeah, uh, I just watched the boys' f- season finale, so I got Dean on the brain. So uh, later on, they're watching back the footage of Seth and Henry. As Oliver says, "This is, dude, this is gonna fucking kill you, boss." Um, Seth says, boss. "Look, you can just lower my dosages," but Oliver points out. That uh, the bouncer in the mind state actually left a mark on Seth's wrist. Dude. And he's adapting too much and it's getting too real. And he could get stuck in there if he's not careful. Um, I want to point out they do not explain any of this later. Nope. Um, so then we pan over to one of those conspiracy theory boards with connecting <laughs> strings and dots. 100%. Uh, and Again, the most generic thought is yep. how they did all every scene in this movie. And they're all of Maggie and where they've seen her. Damn it, Maggie. Uh, another girl named Riley walks in, and she looked super familiar to me. See, like, I thought the guy looked more familiar. But I, I just couldn't figure out what she was from. The girl legit just looks like a um, generic punk character with suspenders. Yeah. Almost like the guy, but n- like more it's, generic. It's just the chick version. Yeah, yeah like 100%. Um, so her name is Riley. She walks in, and they all talk about needing security tapes from all the places Henry had visited recently. Oliver says he can't because he's got shit to do tonight. He's got a date with a girl named Sarah. This is not important to the story. Not even um, a little. Riley says, oh, by the way, there's someone named Camila from the Andrade Archdiocese that wants to talk to Seth. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. apparently that's the Vatican. Uh, they go downstairs and see Camila waiting, and immediately Oliver goes, whoa, she's hot. Uh, he's just watching her from like above too. Yeah, so like Very she could creepily. definitely hear him. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Um, I think that girl, I'm just looking at her IMDb. It looks like she was in San Andreas, so she obviously followed. Oh, that was oh. before Incarnate. And then what? she was in Rampage. Yeah, I thought Incarnate was uh, after San Andreas, but that was a year before. Uh, San Andreas was a year beforehand. 
Interesting. Yeah. Oh. I get my I get all of my information live on air, baby. <laughs> That's all she's done. Twenty twenty one was her last thing. So oh, weird. She gave up or died in a car accident. Yeah, or meth. I don't know. However, choose your own adventure. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> then we cut to them talking in his office. Mia says she's been uh, following Seth's work, and he's done three exorcisms in the past six months. But he stops her and he goes, I call them evictions. So this is where I want to point out, I really like the idea of this movie, because they've done exorcism movies left mm-hmm. and right. There's several exorcists, blah, 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 blah. But the I'm not an exorcist. I, I've found a scientific explanation. He calls them parasites, pretty much. Uh, and I this is how I found it works to get rid of them. Kind of long story short... He's found a different version of the same thing, but generalizes it to make more sense for all these religions. And even goes in right here. Yeah, I've got a little bit of it. So read that real quick. Yeah, so she says her superiors need an incarnate. uh, And this is where we kind of learn that incarnate is not meant to be like, it's the devil incarnate. It's It's like an exorcist. It's Yeah, it's what they call people like Seth. They call them incarnates. Right. Um then she gives him a briefcase. He opens it and it's fucking full of cash. All $1 bills. Um, he pushes it back and says, you're wasting your time. That's Monopoly money, buddy. I, strip Monopoly money. Don't. Um, that's just close. I don't work for the Vatican. He, uh, he says what he does does not belong to any one religion. Uh, he gets pissed when she says the word demon. And he says, it's a demon to you, to your religion. To other religions, it's jinn. It's the, all these other names. That's funny because um, Jin's the only one I can remember. He says uh, he he he, he, he rattles like off four things. Of, yeah, four or five um, things. Um, but I really like this list. I'm going yeah, going so, back to what I was saying. Sorry. Um, you know, he he generalizes it, yeah. and this is how I think of things. It's like just because you believe in something, religion, scientific, whatever, however you want to describe it, point of view matters a lot, and I'm a big believer in that. So I really like this movie is geared towards more of a generalistic view, not mm-hmm. a religious view. So I thought this was a really good point. I was like, oh, man, I was super pumped at that line. Yeah, so he says, you know, it, it's gin, it's all these other things, but I think of it as nothing more than a parasitic entity and a non-corporeal transference. Um, and Camille replies, well, what if I told you it took a little boy? To which Seth replies, that's not my fucking problem. I don't give a fuck. Uh, then Camille says, what if I told you it's Maggie? Um, then Seth, he pooped his uh, wheelchair. Seth nods slightly and chuckles. He says, look, the last hot chick the Vatican sent to me said the exact same thing, and it wasn't fucking Maggie. Uh, Camilla says, I don't know shit about that last lady, but I know there is an archdemon possessing a little boy, and I think it's Maggie. I also really like the term archdemon, because I've never heard that before. Maybe that's the thing. I have it, no idea. It's, it's a thing, but like, when, I, when I hear it, I just think Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, that's fair. I guess when I think of Archdemon, I think Archangel. Mm-hmm. So they're obviously an inverse to that. It's like this this level of demon, and on whatever level you want to think of, it's pretty cool. I'm into it. Um, like she, this conversation got me pumped. I guess is what it, I'm it's a at. good scene. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good back and forth. Yeah, uh, and I I like most of the conversations between these two characters. Um, um, I, I mean, I think this is probably my limit of liking. There's, this there's movie. very few. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> So, uh, she leaves her card and says, "Look, this kid isn't gonna last more than three days." She leaves, and we see the logo on her card is two keys making a pair of scissors. 
I thought this was going to be a lot more important. That's why I wrote it down, but it doesn't come up again. Literally, no, I don't um, even remember the logo. So yeah. I thought it was super cool. Shirt, I can help you there. <laughs> I thought it was super cool, um, and I thought it might be a religious thing. So I looked it up, and I couldn't find anything about it. Uh, so they then we cut to Seth Jay wheeling across a busy street. Wheeling. Um, <laughs> I really hope he has flames on the back of his wheelchair just to make him look like he's going faster. Um, he knocks on a door and an older man answers the door and addresses Seth by his last name, Ember. Ember. Seth asks, is it her? And an uh, old guy tells him to come in. This is Felix, and he was Seth's teacher, um, who they explained in the last scene, but I didn't write it down, does a lot of incarnate work for the Vatican. Yeah, their whole relationship's a little vague. Like, they give you a Te- broad idea. teacher-student relationship. Yeah, they don't get too much into why they don't like each other, but they they explain who they are to yeah. each other at best. Yeah, so Felix says he doesn't know if it's Maggie or not because the church has left him out of this one. And Seth um, asks, is it because the church can't handle the murder of a child or they just won't be able to cover it up? Yeah. Um, and this Get is him. another thing I thought was going to be pushed harder. Like, um, this kid want, this guy wants you to just kill this fucking kid and get over with. But uh, uh, I, the whole time this scene was happening, I was like, why are they doing this scene? I didn't think it was going to be a payoff at all. And I would say there's no real payoff to no. it. So Felix, they just introduced the character. Felix gives him a drink, and they talk about when Felix first taught Seth about entering people's minds. I hate um, this. And that the first thing he taught him is that humans are blinded by desire. Seth said and this. by the light. <laughs> I got nothing else. I don't know the rest of words. So Sail. Um, Sail. Seth says. Seth says this conversation wouldn't have lasted this long if you didn't know it was Maggie. So how do you know? They, they uh, really forced that point. Felix shows Seth this huge observation chamber. Uh, he says there's 12 cameras in it with glass thick enough to withstand a rhino attra- uh, rhino charge. Um, he says he found that light affects it. Uh, and then we see on a camera, someone is huddled in a corner of a room. Felix says it's an incarnate that went missing last year named Luca. Then Seth looks around the room as Luca runs up and pounds on the glass for a second. So they call him an incarnate, right? Yeah. He's an incarnate that went missing last year is what they say. So I guess and I got a little confused. Maybe I missed the point here. Because by here, I was definitely veering in and out of my phone and IMDb. <laughs> um, is an incarnate a quote-unquote exorcist, or is it a demon? So or possessed, I guess. They they explain later on, but we'll get into it right now. It's okay, so maybe I missed it. Um, so incarnates are people that have this ability to go into people's minds. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So this, I, I guess I missed that part. Yeah, so they explain why he's possessed right here, too. Yeah, so, okay. Um, Luca is fucked up. He's got like blood on his face, and he just looks generally shitty. He's banging his head on the glass as Felix says, "Look, this hasn't been Luca for a long time, and and it's time they learn about these fucking demons." Uh, Felix is says, "Luca's a bitch." The demons have been trying to infiltrate the incarnates for years, and Luca told him about the boy and Maggie, and that's how he knows that this demon is Maggie. Yeah, uh, I don't remember any. I remember this whole conversation, but mm-hmm. I definitely didn't get any of that for some reason. He tells Seth, in order to avoid a fate worse than death, you need to choose death instead. Then shows him a vial he calls C-79. Apparently it's a serum made partially from this possessed blood, uh, and it will wake Seth or whoever up from a possession for 10 seconds, long enough to kill himself before the demon takes control. 
spoon feeding story plots. Yep. It's so bad. I really hated that part. Yeah. So Seth says, fuck that. I'm not planning on dying. Gives the vial back to Felix and goes to wheel out. Why is his name Felix? What year are we in? 2012. It's still too much. <laughs> this isn't Harry Potter. Um, Seth calls Kamiya and they set Time up another meeting. <gasps> I don't know. <laughs> it's the little one that's the best. So uh, Seth calls Kamiya and they set up another meeting. So in the car, Kamiya tells Seth this kid's name is Cameron, and they go over a whole file uh, talking about how his dad was an alcoholic and he broke Cameron's arm. His name is um, Bruce. <laughs> uh, then they go over the details of Bruce breaking the homeless thank lady's you. neck. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, and the uh, Also, I want to say yeeting this lady's neck, because... She didn't have no neck by the end of that. <laughs> no. Yeeted. Uh, so then she says the best exorcist the church had couldn't release uh, Cameron from this demon. I actually kind of like that bit. Like, that you were my first choice. You yeah. were my last. Uh, so the demon apparently transfers by physical contact and can only possess people who are weak, young, or sick. I don't like that because they never explain it. It's so specific. Well, it's really specific, but it's also supposed to be this high-class demon but there's obviously other versions of exorcisms, and the beginning one was this lawyer, which, um, you know, he's probably... But the way they explained him as being, like, kind of an ugly, successful but not happy person, yeah. like, maybe he's a weak person. But they don't really go into that. So they have, like, generic demon that possesses this high-class lawyer, but this arch-demon that can only possess <laughs> fucking... Bellatrix Lestrange strange in the real world without powers. Um, so they they walk into the building and they say they're keeping Cameron and his mom separate as a precaution. They enter the apartment and Lindsay is talking to Cameron. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Lindsay is talking to Camilla. Asking, God damn it! Now I'm lost. <laughs> Lindsay is talking to Camilla, asking who the fuck Seth is. She calls him. She asks, "Oh, it's another fucking priest, right?" Camilla corrects her, saying, "He's like a therapist." Then he chimes in and saying, uh, "I'm not here to treat Cameron for any fucking mental illness." Uh, then Camilla says, "Look, he can go places that we can't, and he can get information that is valuable that we wouldn't be able to get." This is where, again, I I like the storyline they're getting at. He's not a priest. He's not a religious figure. He's just. He's almost a scientist. He's Bill really, Nye. He's, he's the science guy. Nailed it. That's the best way to describe this guy. Seth Nye, the science guy. Nailed it. Uh, he's got Wheel uh, Wheel Nye, the science guy. I like it. All right. <laughs> uh, I, I like that. Like I'm I'm into the idea of this isn't a religious thing. This is a. I, this is where I really like the plot of the movie, and I keep hitting it. And I'm sorry, but I really like where they're not pushing this. God, Catholic will, God, God will take care of demon this. thing. Yeah. It's a this is a scientific. You know what, man? I've dealt with this before, and this is not what it is. Here's the reason, and how. Here's how we fix it. Not just generic bullshit. Number one. Yeah. So I'm Lin into it. Lindsay just kind of snaps at Seth, saying, "You're here to do a fucking exorcism, right?" Uh, Seth replies, "I don't do exorcisms or anything religious." He also does not do stairs. I, <laughs> I had to throw that in there. This guy hates shoots and ladders. He does. He's uh, all shoots, no ladders. <laughs> That's a title. All shoots, no ladders. There you go. Banger. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, 
Uh, Seth says he doesn't do exorcisms or anything religious. He goes inside the victim's mind to evict the entities from inside. All these entities do is feed on the victim by keeping them in a dream state. Even if they seem awake, it's the demon controlling them by convincing them this dream is real and giving them what they want the most. Again, I really like this explanation for demons. It's it's the most believable thing I've heard for it, other than, I'm just evil, I do evil things. It's like, they feed off it, it's their yeah. power, it's what it is, and they just have to keep jumping to feeding. I'm into it, I and, like it. And he says, once, once the victim sees the truth, the entity loses power. After that, the entity tries to jump to the next living host, and if it can't, it'll fucking die. Uh, so, <laughs> let's reiterate from the beginning. The truth is, what's your favorite color? Yeah. So far, green is the answer to what's the truth. <laughs> money, money, money. You might have, damn. That was way better than what I was going to say. <laughs> Shane McMahon, me brother. Uh, I was going to say 42, which you will not get. A Mean Girls reference? It is 100% not a Mean Girls reference. No? Somebody email Trevor. Email. email. Snapchat. We have an email. Email? Nobody's ever emailed it. <laughs> Uh, we Snapchat, text, Instagram DM, Yahoo, Bing me, whatever yes. you can. Oh, dude, GeoNet me an answer to this question. We need question. to get a Bing. One hundred percent. If Andrew Garfield finds me on a Bing, <laughs> I'll come for an hour. Jesus. Exactly. Um, so no, 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 I'm not done with my thought. God damn it, we're almost done with Act One. I don't give a fuck about your act. Give me the answer to forty-two. I guess give me the question of 42. Um, what is the meaning of life? How did you figure it out backwards? <laughs> because I know what that is. I just don't know what it's from. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You said that very drunkenly. Say That's again. probably true. It sounded way better <laughs> in my head. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Dude, you said Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I heard exactly what you said, so... <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, but I'm not drunk. So yeah, I but I'm hearing drunk, like so I don't give a fuck. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. It's like one of my favorite movies. Martin Freeman at his finest. Sam Rockwell as well. You don't... Dude. I don't... Dude. I, I, <laughs> this motherfucker doesn't know William H. Macy or Sam Rockwell. I know, I'm old as fuck, I know those the guys name. are classic. I know, I know Sam Rockwell by name. I just Great. don't know what he looks like. And what was he in? Or... Give me anything. Dude, I don't fucking know. Exactly. So you don't know who he is. You just know a name. I'm going you back know to the movie Justin now. Justin Hammer from Iron Man 2, the worst Iron Man. That's but, not true. Iron Man 3 was the worst Iron Man. I liked Iron Man 3. Well, I haven't seen it since it first came out. Yeah, watch it again. It's not good. Lindsay asks if Seth has done Fuck this before. Fuck Lindsay. No, 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 no. Lindsay no, no, no. asks. No, no, no. All right, I'm just going to. Daniel Bryan. Knowing <laughs> you up. I need something. Give me anything to Sam Rockwell before we move forward. Besides a name. Um, and you can't say Iron Man 2 now. Um, he was Justin Hammer. Just incredible. Ugh, um, I wish. Disney Channel, me brother. Oh God. Great, you're on IMDb to figure oh out God. who Sam Rockwell is. He's um, the best, man. Okay, I got three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. It's a great movie. Jojo Rabbit. Great movie. He's the okay. he's the Nazi. He's the gay well, Nazi. Okay, the gay Nazi, thank yeah. you. Because uh Taika Waititi is also a Nazi in that movie. Arguably the most famous Nazi. Hitler, yes. <laughs> um, so 
Back to the movie, Lindsay asks if Seth has ever done this before, and he just wheels over and takes shows her a video that we don't see, but we hear like screaming, and we assume it's one of the tapes of him doing this eviction. I assumed um, it was the from the beginning video. That was my but guess. But it, it's a woman that's screaming. Is the uh, that's idiot. true? Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, we see her eyes widen, and she just says, "Okay." That's him. That's the fucking guy. Um, then they, they walk slash wheel over to Cameron's room where a priest is sitting outside. Um, I like that you throw in wheel every time. <laughs> I have to. It's accurate. Wheelie, wheelie, wheelie. Um, wheelie. Thank you. Uh, so the priest says the, the boy hasn't eaten in, in days. Then Camilla sends him to go get some rest. And we don't see the priest the rest of the movie. Yeah, fuck that priest. Camilla uh, sends Lindsay to go wait in the living room. Then Seth says, if I can't confirm this entity is Maggie, I'm fucking out. Yep, I don't give a fuck about you, your son. <laughs> they open the door and Seth wheels in. Um, there's no lights on in this room and Cameron is just crisscross applesauce on the floor. 100%. In this strangely empty room. Yeah, for a kid's room, there's no there's toys, it's just bed. Nothing. There's uh, a bed and darkness. My old friend. <laughs> Hello, um, bed is my old friend. Cameron, in spooky demon voice effect number 72, um, says, Hello, Dr. Ember. I really, like, I think this would have been way better if it was just the kid's voice. They auto-tuned the fuck out of this kid's voice. Yes. I think it's terrible. How'd you, how'd that hit you? No, I hated it. I, it, it as wasn't soon as needed. I heard it, I paused the movie to laugh, to be honest. Yeah, it, it um, didn't work at all. So, yeah, we get, Hello, Dr. Ember. Um, and uh, almost like a Kylo Ren-esque voice. <laughs> That's exactly what my head went to. <laughs> I'm going to take over all the fifth from my grandpa. Uh, asks him how it feels to lose the one he loves. Then Seth goes, oh, well, you know me, so that's cool, but who are you? Um, then Cameron says, I've been known as many things. Ash, plague, and after the great deluge, I was known as desire. So when he said Ash, did you go straight to Evil Dead? Because I did. I was like, oh, fuck, you're Bruce Campbell? I went Pokemon. Oh, not at all. Um, Didn't even think about it <laughs> so to this moment. Seth says, "Like I don't have time for this, and goes to wheel out. <laughs> wheel then out. then the entity speaks in tongues in a very particular, he says like a sentence in tongues. Y yeah. And this causes Seth to stop, and we get a brief flash of uh, Seth with short hair. You mean hair. break? <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Right, he, um, he fucking hit that e-stop and... <laughs> Tokyo drifted his way back into the room. So we see a short flash of Seth with short hair in a car crash. Then he wheels the fuck out, just like peels out of the room. That's right. Um, he blows right past his team to the front door. and Kamiya, Even Ludacris couldn't stop him. Kamiya follows him and she's like, hey, where are you going? He says, I'm going to go get my team uh, and you need to lock the door behind me. Uh, I believe the line is something more longs. And if I were you, I'd lock the door behind me. Yeah. Generic action hero number one. This um, fucking movie, again, like, <laughs> every line they say for for this character specifically is so on the nose. It's so bad. I don't know if you've seen on TikTok the, the Swiss cheese of truth. No. But it's this guy that takes a slice of Swiss cheese and throws it on a book. Um, and like the words in the holes he reads out and it always somehow makes a cohesive sentence but like it's just like they did that for the the script of this movie one I'm gonna go ahead and say that's staged obviously. I like it but it's staged I mean if it's not that'd be fantastic but it obviously. would be but it's staged two 
literally every time this guy said anything, like any line he says, whatever your first thought response would be is exactly what he says. Whatever or I guess think, anything he said to him. What, what would John Wick say right now? <laughs> nothing. He'd chew you in the face and that'd be fine. The It'd Baba be better. Bobby, I was going to say uh, the Baba Duke. Ew. Duke, Duke. Marmaduke? Duke. Marmaduke is a big old dog. And then he fights Clifford. Clifford versus Marmaduke. Who wins? Clifford. Why? He's a big red dog. Marmaduke's a big brown dog. Marmaduke's not that big. Have you seen Clifford? Way misleading. And he's more of a pink than red. I don't know enough about Star Star. Exactly. Watch the Venture Brothers. It's a great line. <laughs> End of Act 1. No, no, no. I have one more thing to say about the Venture Brothers because I love this line. <laughs> There's a hallucination where Dean, we're back to Dean, says uh, he, he is imagining giant boy detective uh, character from the show. He is a fictional character who is a both boy and giant and a detective. I don't know if you got that. But he goes, I thought you were like 15 feet tall. And he goes, oh, you think I'm disappointing? You should see Clifford. He's like the size of a St. Bernard. And he's more pink than red. Love that line. It's so good. Go watch. Stop watching. Stop watching. <laughs> if you're watching Scarapy, get out of my house. Stop John. listening to Scarapy, James. And go watch The Venture Brothers. Sir! Meow. <laughs> Penny singing with me, did the baby. Look at that. Look at that spike. Fuck you and your spike. Um. Act 2 opens with Seth in a room alone, drinking while some old home video of his family plays behind him. He holds up a photo of him with short hair with a wife and son, and we see a cross necklace next to the photo hung up. Cool. Um, then, through various pieces of evidence, we see Maggie caused the car crash that killed his family um, as she was a drunk driver, and then he dramatically puts on the cross necklace and hits a, I'm coming for you, line. And wheels away. Yep. Um, then we see his crew setting up cameras and shit all over the apartment as Lindsay asks, why can't I see my fucking kid? Uh, we see on the TV there is a direct feed uh, from the room and Lindsay walks over to Riley and asks what all this fucking equipment is so we can get some exposition on it. Uh, she explains this equipment is how they monitor Seth when he dives. Uh, she says dives. humans are, are all like Wi-Fi hotspots. I fucking hate this so, so much. And our brains give off energy. Some people call them auras or souls, but they're really just personalized ions. Um, I like the auras or souls bit, because that's semi-interesting, but we're Wi-Fi spots, because I go to Starbucks. Um, and on, on two screens, they have one um, big aura that is yellow. It's like a yellow blob. And then on another screen, they have a smaller one that's green with black on it. And, and then... Uh, this is where it explains that the thing will take over in like two years if they don't stop it now. <laughs> oh shit, no, this isn't that at all. So, um, she says, see those black streaks on the green one? That's Cameron's, and the black streaks are the demon. Uh, then we see all the probes and shit on Seth are to slow his heart rate and bring him as close to death as possible so he can go into Cameron's subconscious. Hate it. Uh, but he says... He only has eight minutes before his heart gives out. Even worse. Then, this is the worst thing in the movie, and it doesn't make any sense at all. Riley says they discovered something called the time glitch, where if Seth 
jumps twice, ducks, then hits left, right, left, right. He gets infinite money. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> it's literally might as well be it because it's so fucking terrible. No, so... We uh, talked about this earlier. Yeah, not that. So they discovered that time is meaningless in the subconscious. So anything that tells time freezes at the time of possession. But they don't explain why this matters uh, because even though time freezes there, the real world, it still matters. It's not even a terrible plot point. It's just never well used. They don't show a clock and then later in the movie show a clock and it's the same time. It's it's 1.46. Shit, man. My clock says 1.46 too. Wait, let me wait 60 seconds. Whoa, Count Chocula. Fucking nothing. It's um, bad storytelling and bad writing. Then Seth promises to Lindsay he's going to help Cameron. They get ready to dive, and Seth says, make sure they don't let anyone touch me or Cameron. And if he gets close to flatlining, pull him out with Narcan, which from a quick Google search seems to be a medicine that can reverse symptoms of an overdose. It's um, it's essentially adrenaline. Yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, and so, doesn't he, the Oliver pull out a little syringe at this point? Oliver pulls out a little str- uh, syringe, and he goes, gotcha, boss. It's fucking every time boss. <laughs> oh. He does not refer to any line he says to this character he says boss in. He, he might refer to him with other people as Dr. Ember, right. but it's boss to him. Anytime he speaks to this character, he says, gotcha, boss. Doing it, boss. Taking my shirt off, boss. Camille wishes him luck, and they get set. They wheel Seth into Cameron's room, and Cameron stares at him. Crisscross applesauce. Uh, we the applesaucest. We see Lindsay and Camille watching on the TV as the feed starts to kind of cut out for a moment. Then Seth gives the signal, and Cameron asks, Are you ready? But, are you? Then let the games begin. Damn, Olympics. Seth passes out and wakes up at a playground as his old self, able to walk with the short hair, the whole thing. D- um, d- does he straight Professor X this, where in his mind he can walk? Except for in Multiverse of Madness for some reason. No, wait. He could walk in Multiverse of Madness, I think. I don't know. Patrick Stewart, movie. call me. See what's going on. Hey, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> that got me just right. Uh, so Earl Grey, hot. We, we see Cameron and his dad playing catch as Seth approaches. Uh, he calls out and says, Cameron, I'm here to help. Then Cameron looks at him, gets scared, and goes, you're bleeding. I actually like this scene. Um, it doesn't make sense, dude. It doesn't make sense, but I like the reaction, I guess. It, it's, it seems like if this is what you walked into, like if you're that kid in that moment, it'd be like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? Yeah, so um, we see Seth is bleeding from his stomach like profusely. For, for no reason. Uh, and then we see that the demon has taken the form of Dan, Cameron's dad, as he says, Cameron, let's get the fuck out of here. And they walk away as a bystander rushes up and grabs Seth. And he's like, lay down. You got to you gotta stop moving, man. Hold on, bro. Wait. Uh, Dan, Cameron's dad. Yeah. Damren. Demon? Damon. Damien. He's Robin. Damien Priest. No, no, no. He's Robin. <laughs> oh, it's the and we have Batman. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. Everything's Batman. Who's the Joker? Felix. No, fuck Felix. Luca. Luca. Luca's the, Luca's Joker. the Joker in this scenario. 100. Uh, and the priest lady is... Catwoman? Eh, I'd say a- Ivy at best. No, Cataract Neutral. And Mag- Harley. Maggie is Harley Quinn. Yeah. Because Demon Luca, Demon Maggie know each other. Makes sense. 
think more on this universe. Perfect. The Who's Batman? Mr. Freeze? <laughs> still Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> That's true. He's still he's also <laughs> Mr. Freeze and the mayor of California at the same time. It's really weird. Governor, sorry, my bad. Um the the Freezenator. Oh god. Take two of these and fuck yourself in the morning. Anyway. So uh Seth in the real world is shaking and they see he's starting to flatline. Um, back in the dream, the bystanders turn into demons with black eyes and reach into his stomach wound as we see Oliver pull him out with the Narcan. Chomp, chomp, chomp. And Cameron is sitting, staring. So they pull him out of the room and try to take him to the hospital. He refuses, but Oliver goes, boss, your heart stopped. Boss. Uh, he wheels himself into the bathroom and washes his face. Then he looks at his stomach where the wound was, and there's a bloody hand. <gasps> Mark Henry. <laughs> um... Later, they're talking about how the entity is playing into Cameron's desire for his dad to love him. Mark Entity. That's a good wrestling name. Mark Entity. That's right. <laughs> that had nothing to do with anything. I just wanted to interrupt you. Uh, so Lindsay mockingly says, that man never said I love you to him once. And uh, yeah, that's the point. Cameron yeah. wants his dad to love yeah, right? him. That's I, the whole point. I don't point. understand why she couldn't understand why she wanted this kid's dad. Like, he wanted... The kid wanted his dad to yeah. his dad's approval, I guess. Yeah, and she says Cameron wants nothing to do with his dad. And Seth goes, "Maybe you don't want that, but he, I saw them together. Like this is what he wants, lady." I mean, to be uh, fair, <laughs> Seth was dying and it's just like he likes his dad. Um so he says we need to bring his dad in, and Lindsay goes, "Fuck that." So Seth says, "We either bring him in or you're going to lose your fucking kid. Or I wheel out of here. She eventually tells uh, them where his local bar hangout is, and they go to get him. And <laughs> Such a bad setup. He's obviously just there. The funniest scene in this movie. So, as they get to the bar, Seth... Funniest scene yeah, in this movie. Seth steals some guy's drink and goes, I'm in a wheelchair. And the guy goes... That is a banger. The guy line. goes, oh, all right. And just lets him steal his drink. Well, see you later. <laughs> uh, he finds Dan, uh, who is flirting with some obvious biker fucking... Bar skank, what, got what, it. What do they call him? Uh, you got this. At, at truck stops, they call him something lizards. Lot lizard. Lot lizard. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> um, I cannot stare this hole into you hard enough. So Dan just goes uh, after saying, "Look, your kid's in trouble, and we need to fucking go." Dan goes, "Are you a lawyer? Look, unless you're buying me a beer, you got to get the fuck out." And then somehow Seth grabs Dan's chair, flips him Dude, out of the chair. It's a banger. Dodges a punch and then gets a hand around this guy's throat and subdues him. <laughs> Look, when you're in a wheelchair, you're all arm strength. That guy could flip that guy around, I don't know, six, seven times easy. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was. The the motion on it, this had to be been camera work, but they, they nailed it on it because... He swipes this chair from under this dude. It looks seamless. He, like, does a full roll onto his back, swing, he slips the punch, hand around the throat. It looks really good. It's, <laughs> like, obnoxiously super, good for yeah, this movie. For no reason. They're like, all right, put a million uh, bucks into this fight scene. And then he goes, oh, you want me to break your arm, huh? To which Dan replies, I don't know what they told you, but I never touched that fucking kid. Um, as he lets, lets Dan go, finally. 
And then the next scene is them at the at the apartment. <laughs> all right, I'll go with <laughs> all you. All right, you beat my ass. I gotta leave. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the uh, that's the lot lizard test. So um, then we cut to them at the apartment as Dan asks Lindsay, "How the fuck could you keep this from me?" <laughs> uh, Seth says, even though he told him directly what was happening, and he was like, "Ah, oh, man, you crazy." Yeah. So they argue for a minute before Seth goes, "Hey, if you're done flirting, I need you." <laughs> Uh, they go to Cameron's room and he tells Dan go in there tell Cameron you love him and remind him of things that only they would know and it could wake him up and don't fucking touch him Dan asks if this will work for sure and Seth goes fuck no (laughs) so Dan goes why should I do it and Seth goes well I I would do it if it were my kid to which Dan uh, randomly says look I already told you I never touched him which is like, I didn't say anything about that. I thought I missed something in that no. line, because I remember that distinctly, and I was like, why did he say that? I, re- I feel like I they cut something it. out. Yeah. Um, and then they say, whatever you do, don't touch Cameron, as don't. Dan goes in. So Dan Don't think, don't touch, don't think, don't touch, can't spell, can't see. Don't think it, don't say it, 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 don't think it, don't <laughs> Shit, I broke down. I got the bye-bye, man. I really like the sound waves on that. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but you might hear me swishing. <laughs> Uh, I was rocking out. <laughs> so, Cheryl. Dan goes in and starts talking to Cameron, just hitting him with the basic dirtbag dad. Hey, buddy, it's been a long time. I, I miss you. Uh, then they, he talks to him, you know, remember how much fun we had playing catch at that park? No. Uh, then we see Cameron blink momentarily and come back uh, as he talks to Dan. Dan apologizes and says, look, hurting you was an accident, and I, I wish I could take it back. Uh uh, and then all we see is the entity bouncing around in Cameron's monitor like it's trying to fight to stay stay afloat here. Yeah, yeah, all um, that stuff, but hold on. What are things that you wish you could take back? Is it A, oh God. a meal you had, B, a, something you purchased, like those Altoids that you wish you never did? Or C, breaking your child's arm. <laughs> what are things you live with where you're like, man, I wish I, I wish I could take that back. Or, fuck, I'm so sorry, I don't deserve you. I should drink myself into death because I broke my kid's arm and I'm useless. So, I'm going to go with A. I don't remember what A was. Me neither. <laughs> Altoids? Got it. That was B. I know that for sure. Perfect. A then, got it. Baltoids. Baltoids. What do you do with Baltoids. Blastoise? Now that boy sale. That was gonna say sale. <laughs> sure. That's the whole movie. Uh, <laughs> they literally wrote this movie as a music video, and they just extended it. They just did the fucking the carry on my wayward son. <laughs> they just kept playing they played it, it back twice. Back. I'm so mad about it. So, <laughs> I it's I've brought it up so many times. Save it for the lunch break. I can't. <laughs> Can I bring it up one more time right now? Just real quick. I got a little one. Go ahead. Fuck you. We've been here for like six hours. <laughs> In the finale of Supernatural. In case you're not aware. They played Carry On My Wayward Son back to back to end the show. <laughs> and it's a banger none of the times. It's fantastic. Carry On My Wayward Son. There'll be something, something, Kansas is bad. Name another song by Kansas. Done. 
fucking nailed it. Name anything that's good <laughs> good that's come out of Kansas. Candace. Who the fuck is Candace? You know one Candace you like? Does a Candace listen? <sighs> fuck you, Candace. I just can't explain the meme to you. I, that's fine. You like Wendy's? Not once. <laughs> if you give me a Baconator, I will throw it on the ground. I'll give you the son of Baconator. I literally <laughs> just found out that was a thing. Yo. And I lost my shit for, I don't know, six hours. Son of Bacon. I'm pretty sure it's just a Baconator with less bacon. It's a Baconator Junior. Is that just a smaller version? Yeah. It's That's just awful. a Junior hamburger with a piece of bacon on it. Can I just get fries? What, what can I get that's not a You can get a Baconator, Baconator fries. I don't want... Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what? I, you know what? One thing I don't like is bacon. We have and, touched on this before. Yeah, you hate bacon. And yes. I will touch on somebody else about it, too. Fuck bacon. We're the only people here. James. <laughs> James Slenderman. Jay- Senior. Pay your fucking rent. That, that boy don't pay shit. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, uh... As Dan is talking with Cameron, who is momentarily back, Cameron whispers, I forgive you. But Dan goes, what? I, I can't hear you. Say it again and gets closer. <laughs> um, so he, they, they crawl up to each other and he says, I forgive you. And I want it to be like how it was before. What uh, was it like before when he, you know, broke his arm? Dan promises to clean up and do whatever he can to be with Cameron again as soon as he's better. They say I love you to each other, and Dan goes to grab Cameron's hand. And as soon as he does, Cameron just slashes a fucking huge gash in Dan's arm um, as everyone just starts freaking out. And Dan goes, Oh my god! I tore my butthole! To which Demon Cameron replies, God's not here. (laughs) This is a bad line. Uh, As Dan gets levitated to the ceiling, Seth opens the door and goes, it's me you want. Stop. Uh, the demon turns, smiles, and then slams Dan to the ground, and uh, he and, dead. And Batman killed the scarecrow. <laughs> dead be dead dead. But he didn't get a picture with him in the crowbar, and that's really where the money shot is. Nothing? No idea. Oh, man. Alright, let me paint you a word picture. We don't have time. Fuck you. <laughs> I got enough time to explain this. Uh, this is a really good scene. So the only good DC animated movie I've ever watched, and I've watched so many because they're all fucking garbage, is uh, The Killing Joke? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he beats Robin with the crowbar. Is that yeah. The Killing Joke? No, it's The Red Hood. No, yes. Red Hood. Red Hood. Red Hood is the best one by far by a mile. And there's a great scene where he go, where the he meets with the Joker... This is at the, towards the end of the movie, and they're doing like he, the Joker. She's like, "Oh, it's a reunion. I want to get a picture of me and Batman, and me and Robin. Oh, and I want one of me and the crowbar." And that fucking destroyed me for a Damn. year because it's such a good line. I've seen clips from that movie, but I've never seen that specifics. That movie, joke. that whole dude, DC animated is garbage. I literally watch it to tell people why they're bad, and I've told several people this because I know they're fanboys. But uh, give that one a watch. It's solid. I would also recommend the Judas Contract to understand why they are so terrible, because that's the worst one in the world. So the next thing we see is Dan being wheeled out in a body bag, and Seth is talking to Lindsay. When you said Dan being wheeled out, I was like, I don't remember Seth being wheeled out. (laughs) Um, So she asks why he said, it's me you want, and um, says, it's clear you are not here to help my son. 
he says... Or, I'm sorry, then she demands to know what the fuck is happening, or you need to get the hell out! You get the hell out of my house, and you know what? This guy just made a murder happen. <laughs> so, so you he, know what? I wouldn't let him in my house. He turns to, to wheel himself out, and then he stops and, and says, when I, when I was 26... I discovered that when I was asleep, I could go into the minds of the possessed. Hate it. Hate and, this so much. And when I found out there were others like me and how it ruined their lives, I wanted. I kept my abilities hidden and just wanted a normal life. And then we have a flashback to Seth and his family driving at night as the car radio crackles for a moment, um, causing all of them to look at the radio. And then they're hit head on by another car. I really hate the description. Just the, the incarnate, I guess, in general. Oh, I, I can go into people's dreams. I didn't need anything other than, like, I figured out how to do this. Yeah. Let's do it. I didn't need an explanation into it. Like, I learned how to do this. Would have been better. Yeah. Like, I found the concoction to make this work. That would have been so much better. But now it's just the thing. So Seth wakes up in the wreck, and he sees his wife fucking dead in the passenger seat. And we see that the cross necklace was hers. She's wearing it. Oh, my God. We had uh, no idea. Then we see that the son is not in the car. Uh, he was launched out during the crash and is lying nearby in the grass. 100. Then he looks over at the other car as Maggie uh, wakes up, uh, laughs, and speaks in tongues to him. Which you got a clip of this earlier. I don't think we went over super hard. Like, so you get a clip. Uh, the... we, got a, a, we got a picture of Maggie as this old lady. Yeah, and the words that she said. That, um, that uh, the kid says. I don't know what you. Uh, what, what's the Batman kid? What's his name again? Cameron. Yeah, that guy. He says the words in. So yeah, he, spe- he speaks Latin in tongues, or whatever. and then she she speaks in tongues yeah, to him right now. Says the same thing. Yeah, that's how he realizes it's Maggie. Yes, which it doesn't fucking matter. Um, back to present day, he says her name was Maggie Grant, and she was possessed by the same entity that is in Cameron. Uh, she sensed Seth's ability. And killed his family, and after that, it's been his goal to kill her. I mean, we've all done it. He says, "I'm I'm not here to help your son." Uh, and she asks why Maggie hasn't just killed him. To which he replies, "There are fates worse than death," and wheels away. They they get into this twice. Like they've already said it with uh, the with Felix. Felix, and then they say it again here. Yeah. I feel like you never get a payoff to the fates worse than death. It's just a. a a quirky way to say it. Um, to she hell. wants to possess me. I guess. I don't know. I didn't like it. Um, in it... Cameron's room, we see him speaking in tongues to himself um, as Oliver and Riley see his monitor start to pop off and they yell, Maggie's feeding. Uh, she's feeding on Cameron's energy. So they say, look, he's got two hours max. And Seth <laughs> says, don't let anyone near him. I'm going to go get what I need to end this. Don't let anyone near him. Don't touch him. Don't think him. Don't think it. Don't do it. Don't think it, Jose. Don't think it, Jose. Don't think it, Jose. Don't think it, Jose. <laughs> Fucking banging, man. That's, <laughs> um, my, that's my baseline right there. Seth arrives back at Felix's and finds the door unlocked. He enters and calls out, but Felix doesn't reply. Um, he wheels back to the lab area and sees blood and glass everywhere. And the whole place is fucking destroyed. Every time you say wheels, <laughs> just just tickles me funny. Uh, and the well, no, I, that that's me. I tickling you. Uh, <laughs> so the the containment chamber is also open. Uh, Seth, Your incarnate is out. He picks up a knife that's just on the ground nearby, and uh, looks inside, and he sees Lucas' straitjacket. 
quickly wheels over to the vial and grabs it as he hears a noise nearby. Uh, and he just tries to dip the fuck out of there, but as he goes to leave, he sees Felix and wakes him up. And Felix says Luca escaped while he was harvesting more blood. Luca, no! Uh, he tells Seth, because uh, there's like blood on his face, he says it's Luca's. I cut him while we were trying to fight. Uh, but he fucking dipped out. So then... Uh, now he's wheeling his way around this place. So then we see some blood on a nearby crate. And Seth goes to open it. And when, when he does, he sees Luca's dead body as Felix starts to demonically laugh. And what a surprise... Felix is possessed. Oh my god, we had no idea. Who'd have fucking thought? Yeah. Terrible writing. Um, He knocks the knife from Seth's hand and flips his chair. Uh, He does. (laughs) Puts his wheels on the back. Uh, He picks up the knife and starts to walk towards Seth as he tries to crawl away. Places the knife to Seth's throat. And when Seth asks what Felix is waiting for, uh, then he manages to get the knife out of his hand and hold it to Felix's throat before... uh, he tries to pull it away for some reason as Felix starts to pull it back towards him. The whole scene, again, I feel like Felix is a wasted character. Yes. But besides introducing his blood sample deal, which is terrible writing, but he's going to kill him, then he's not going to kill him, and then Felix just kills himself. Yeah, so Demon, right, Felix, Demon Felix says, Maggie wants you all to herself. And then he starts pulling the knife towards his own head. Then he says pray you die this easily. Then he slits his own throat with the knife. Dang! See? Because there's fates worse than death. And that's the end of Act 2. Oh, fucking thank fucking God. Fuck. Sir! Act 3 opens with Seth telling Kamiya he had to get something. (laughs) Hold on. I have to get something. So they get back to the room, but Kamiya says, Nah, hang on. We gotta talk. She tells him, you can't go back in there. I'm going to call my people. Which, um, you said you had already called your people and they couldn't do shit. So, checkmate. Yeah, our best exorcist. Checkmate, liberal. Um, <laughs> Sick of you your liberal bullshit. Your liberal Christian bullshit. Um, so Seth says, look, if you could have done that, you would have already. Which she did. Um, she you asked... think she's going to call in Batman's rogues gallery? Alright, so which out of his rogues are you fighting demons with? Clayface, obviously. Solomon Grundy. He's born on a Monday. I'd barely call him Batman Road, though. See, I my my bat knowledge is very limited. To, I mean, it should be limited to his rogues gallery because it's the best one. Don't by know far. most of them. I mean, who do you know? Na- name them. Who do you know? I know the movie villains. Um, so like four. Uh, Kevin Smith's boy. <laughs> I like Onomatopoeia. A lot of people were not into it. I mean, Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man's um, fantastic. Calendar Man. I like Calendar not Man. Not good. I'm picking Calendar Man every time. Why? <laughs> you know what he did? Fucking nothing. Zaz. Zaz? Jervis Titch. Not man. Just know him because of DC deck building. Thank you. That was for um. James Howe. And only James Howe. <laughs> Nobody else can laugh at that joke or gets that joke. Man, I want to play DC deck building now. Why? We made up our own rules. That's why it was fun. That's true. Uh. <laughs> all right, you got them. <laughs> Minus all the other ones. Got it. I I know more. They're just yeah. I mean, there's a shitload of them. Morbius. Yeah, he's, um, it's Morbin time. <laughs> movie did make more billion dollars. More billion dollars. It's it's good every time. 
I did see a good meme that kept, got me pretty good. That was Natalie Portman's best part in the movie is when she was trying to find her catchphrase. Yes. And I looked at the screen and said, it's Thorbin time. Thorbin time. I, I laughed for about 26 hours. It was pretty fantastic. <sighs> Fuck that movie. That movie. Stop watching Love and Thunder and don't go see it. And listen to Scary For real. Love and Thunder is a piece of garbage. If anybody liked it, I got no recourse. Nobody listens anyway. Come see me. I'll punch you. I'll give you a dollar if you tell me you listened. <laughs> uh, that's a real offer. It is. Uh, uh, 100%. If I, t- if I don't know you but Trevor does, come up to me and I'll give you a dollar. Everyone who listens to this that knows me, if you, <laughs> if you don't comment, if you don't send me a message that says, give me a dollar, I know you didn't fucking listen. You can tell me, give me a more billion dollars. I'll mail you a dollar. Oh, if you just text me, it's Morbin time. I'll, I'll do whatever you want. Um, I will mail you a picture of me giving you the figure, but I'll write your name on it. So you're gonna give them sexually? Like, you're gonna give them like an autograph? <laughs> yeah, it'll be worth money eventually. Save it. It's not gonna be hard pass. One hundred. Anyway, um, so she, Camilla asks Seth, "What's gonna happen when Maggie wants to jump?" But Seth says she's she's not gonna jump because she wants me, and this is like a game to her. Then he tells Lindsay he needs a physical item of Cameron's that's special to him. Um, then nearby he sees a convenient picture of Cameron, Dan, and Lindsay, and Cameron has this fucking ugly-ass ring on. Um, and he just instantly goes, what about this ring? He's like, that ring. <laughs> Instead of anything else yep. in this empty-ass room. How ass about room. the picture? Anything. <laughs> Give me your dad's skull. Um, they get the ring, and Lindsay says he used to keep this by his bed, um, his dad gave it to him. Seth points out that it seems like she uh, she thinks Cameron only loves his dad, but uh, she is his entire world, and he needs her right now. 100. I get it. Uh, he says, look, I'm going to go get your son back. And when she says, I thought you didn't care, he goes, I, I lied. Girl, you know I'm playing. I lied. Uh, I'm Batman. I'm one face. <laughs> one dimensional, more like it. Pretty much. I am the most generic. I am protagonist. I don't, I just, I can't explain it well. Anytime he said anything, my first thought of what the reaction would be was exactly what he said. He's just going to throw sunglasses on afterwards. Pretty much. He didn't even have sunglasses when he walked, when he rolled into the scene. Uh, So she gives him the ring and he gets set up to dive again. He gives Oliver the serum and tells Oliver that if he gets Cameron out and he still doesn't wake up, put the serum into the IV. Yeah. Uh, they load the serum into the system and... Uh, <laughs> Which, I don't even know what they did. They just put it on top of this box and it's like, yep, if I hit this button, it'll work now. <laughs> and they get the Narcan as well, but Seth takes the syringe and breaks it. And he goes, I won't need this anymore. He's so um, badass. There is now a needle on the on the ground in the carpet. <laughs> they pretty much live in a meth neighborhood anyway. You see that homeless mm-hmm. lady at the beginning? That's true. So it doesn't really matter. So he enters the room and looks at his watch. Then Demon Cameron says, You won't be coming back this time. You ought to play a game. Uh, yes. Then he says, Neither will you. Damn. Seth dives in and wakes up at a carnival. Um, carnival. <laughs> and by that, do you mean the state fucking fair? Yes, dude. 
they'll deep fry a Twinkie for you and then put it inside deep fried Kool-Aid. Oh, man. What was I just watching where they mentioned... Oh, The Boys. We them boys. I haven't finished it yet, but in one episode, uh, the guy that's running for president goes, Well, I gotta end this interview now. I gotta go get a deep fried Twinkie before my wife finds me. And I think you're <laughs> one episode away. Uh, season finale. It, it's the episode after Herogasm. Yeah, so, okay. That episode's fantastic. Mm-hmm. The finale is the next one. It's okay. I'll be honest. That's what I heard. It's all right. It's not bad, but it takes a weird slowdown almost. I wouldn't even say turn. We won't get too much farther into it, but I just finished it this morning. I wouldn't say I'm disappointed, but I was a little swerved on it. I'll probably finish it this weekend, but like... The season overall is a banger, but like nothing overall really happened. I mean, all all the boys needs to be good is Homelander being a douchebag uh, psychopath. Oh, the end, you'll, you'll, you'll love it. Butcher being an asshole, but also nice to Huey when he needs to be. Eh. And Huey um, manning up for five minutes before being a pussy again. Yeah, I like Soldier Boy. I mean, Soldier Boy is fucking incredible. Yeah, he kills yeah. it. Ye old Dean Chester. He's, he's good. He's solid. I like him. He's good. He, he voices Batman a lot. Does he? He does. At least a few times. Oh. Well, that's fucking cool. I didn't know that. Neat. Neato. Neato Burrito Spurrito. Neato Reno. Nidorino. Nidorino. The ugliest Pokemon. Your tattoo. Eventually. <laughs> Somebody will get it for me. Who wants to sponsor my tattoo? You can. You can draw it. It's going on my back, so I don't care. Anyway, um, so he walks around, um, walks around this carnival, and he's holding the ring, looking for Cameron. They eventually see Dan and Cameron talking at this carnival, but in the real world, we see that Demon Cameron is saying the same things that Dan is saying in the dream. He, for some reason, it's the only time this is brought. Yeah, they never reference this. Demon Dan sees Seth, and they disappear into a crowd as Seth calls out to Cameron, and he catches up to them right away. Uh, literally seconds later, they are together again, and Seth goes, Cameron, I'm here to help you. Then Dan tries to shove him, so Seth just fucking clocks him, Yeet. puts him on the ground, to which Dan goes, this is going to end badly for you, buddy. Uh, Seth gives Cameron the ring and says, look, you used to sleep with this, um, now you poop. And the, the thing with the thing you are with right now is not your dad. Then Dan tries to grab Cameron and walk away, and he says, "Look, Cameron, I love you." And Seth goes, "Your dad would never say he loved you, you fucking unloved bastard." Why is this the story of my life? <laughs> no, but he he does say, "Look, your dad could never say he loved you, and you know that. So you know this is not your dad." Uh, as Dan tries to convince Cameron to come come with him and leave this fucking guy. Uh, we see his eyes are now black. And demon, demon can't control himself, yeah, apparently. The illusion is breaking. Cameron runs away, as we see in the real, real world. They only have four minutes left. <laughs> Seth catches him and tells him, I'm here to help you, but we need to fucking go. I'm fucking out, and yo! God damn it, they run into a maze. <laughs> they, Why not? They run into a room of clowns, and then a hall of mirrors, and then a pitch black room. Uh, as we hear Dan calling out to Cameron, Seth goes, look, this isn't real. And as soon as you stop believing it's real, it'll all go away. Then he goes, what's your favorite color? Oh my god, back to this shit. And he says blue, to which Seth goes, me too, me too, man. 
Um, then a blue door appears, and Seth goes, run through it. I really hate this continuity-wise. So th they've established in the beginning, break out of the real world by finding something you love. Okay. So the, the door and window kind of make sense, or at least this is what this guy pictured, so I kind of get it. Yeah. But it's literally the same thing for this kid, and it doesn't make sense. It's so bad. So Cameron goes to walk through, but Seth stays behind as Dan appears, and him and Seth start to scrap. Uh, and in the real world, we see there's less than a minute remaining. Cameron struggles to go through the door. Seems like he still partially believes is what they're getting at, so he can't open the door. Um, He's just struggling with it, though. But I feel like like what they've built up, they see he sees he's a demon. Yeah. It doesn't make sense why he's just stuck at this door. It, so It doesn't play. So the demon Dan tells Seth, look, I'm done with the kid now, and I'm going to jump to his mom as it starts to choke him out. Then Seth fucking clocks him and says, there's only one place you're going. And then the demon says, and you're coming too. That's right. Uh, Seth rips off his necklace with the cross on it and says, my wife was wearing this the night you killed her, and I want you to wear it now, and then shoves it into the demon's mouth, which is not how you wear a necklace, sir. Um, how do you feel about this? I fucking hate it. Why? This doesn't make any sense. But why? I'm, I'm getting at something. So... The whole thing with Seth as a character is he doesn't do religious stuff. Yes, that's and the exactly fact that what I'm getting at. this cross is what t takes this entity out. It fuck you doesn't play. So now we're okay. It's a demon, and so now Christianity is the answer. Yeah, now, yeah. now, now Christianity is is the goat again. It doesn't make sense for this entire movie, and also they're in this child's reality. Why does this work? So if the base of Seth's character was he was a priest, but this demon killing right. his family made him stop believing that God If had this character him, had an entirely like, different backstory, it would make yes, sense. Yes, exactly. But it, <laughs> the whole point... The, this is where I felt like the movie just got fucked on writing or editing or probably a combination of the two. I think it had a great premise, and they just did not play the, into this it This guy at all. doesn't use religion to fight demons and then by like after he says he doesn't do that the rest of the movie he's just like yeah man i fight demons yeah man i got this cross my name is actually john john uh, constantine yeah. <laughs> keanu i am keanu constantine don't kill my dog uh so as he shoves the this cross necklace into the demon's mouth it ignites uh with blue flames Seth and Cameron jump through, uh, jump into the blue room as the uh, demon, fully engulfed in blue flames, runs behind them. And the When he shoves the cross in the mouth, though, it looks really good. Does it? I thought so. I, I hated it. it. Really, I was into it. Uh, so they, they jump out the window, and then Cameron wakes up and hugs Seth as soon as he sees him. It's, we're in love now. Then Lindsay this is, runs this in. This is the true Christianity. <laughs> story. Jesus brings us all together. That's true. And by that, pedophilia. Makes, makes old men touch your kids, yep. Little touchy uh, peepees. So they, they hug and she thanks Seth and Oliver and um, sorry, and then Oliver goes to check on Seth and then suddenly Lindsay in a child's voice says is it you, Dad? And I can't lie, uh, when I heard that, 
I got chills. Um, I think. Oh, real? I think just the because I knew I knew a swerve was coming. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was super obvious, and I really hate what just, they did. I think the visual of her talking, like obviously she is saying these words, but it's the kid's voice. It just it got me on another level. Like, like hearing that, and while I was writing it down, it gave me chills. Like, like whole like hair on my arms stood up and everything it was weird maybe because you had to start and stop it i fucking hated it i thought it was super late i think it was cause, really yeah because i sit with these movies for a whole night pretty much I, yeah, like it, five to six hours to do each of these movies in, you should watch in the way of these to do movies this. or pick better movies can't do that it's horror baby they are all terrible so seth then wakes up in a hospital bed as his wife and son rush over to him and he asks where the fuck he is um, his wife says we were in a car accident and they went off the road after he swerved to avoid hitting a jogger. The doctor said he has a concussion and he was also in a coma for three days. Um, he grabs his wife's necklace for a moment. because She's wearing the cross now. Uh, and then he sits Makes up sense. and he sees his legs and they're all right. <laughs> then he goes to stand up. I, I like the term sees his legs. <laughs> My legs are good. Yeah, so then he, he stands up and he just says, it felt so real. And then they all hug. Uh, then we see the family leaving the hospital as his son is like, hey, can we do this father-son shit when we get home? And then he looks at the hospital clock as they're waiting for the elevator and he sees the time has stopped. <gasps> and by stopped, you mean he looked at the time and then didn't look again ever? Yeah, and then he looked at his watch. Yeah, which is also it's the, the same, same time. time. <laughs> oh, weird. Our clocks are on the same schedule. <laughs> then he realizes uh, he's not real and Maggie got his ass. Then he runs off as he sees Demon Lindsay in front of him now. So it did get the mom, I guess. I guess. Uh, she chases him and then drops his ass to the ground and kicks the fuck out of him. As we see in the real world, they're still all watching from the outside um, of the room that him and Cameron are in. I also have a really big problem with th- there's demons, there's possession, there's all this stuff. And they just fist fight. There's, yeah, they there's just literally nothing else. Scrap it out. They, there's nothing to it other than I punch. I punch good. Catch these paws, motherfucker. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Catch my bear paw. Oh God. So Seth asks, asks uh, Demon Lindsay Maggie, uh, why won't you just kill me? And she says, I want you to hurt. I want you to know pain. I don't want to touch your ding dong. Um, <laughs> so then, uh, back in the dream. Oh, I'm sorry. Back in reality, all of the monitors start to go crazy. They start flashing. They start fucking vibrating. Shit's going wacky bananas. Um, then back in the dream, Seth sees a blue door. My door. Um, he gets up and runs through it, but as he enters. The demon in its true form is actually there. Um, and we don't... We see, like, a shoulder and an yeah. arm. We never see the full thing. You, do not, you get no full visual. Pisses me thing. off. It's super disappointing. Like, it's it's very clear, like... <laughs> bless you. Um, my mic for sure got that. Uh, but it's, it's a very clear, like... When you think stereotypical, like, black, brown, kind of stringy-looking demon. Like, it, I think... For some reason, this isn't at all what it looks like. I think Wolfenstein from the DC uh, original Justice League, not the Snyder version. I get it. Um, like that. That you mean look. Steppenwolf. Did I say Wolfenstein. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> Castlevania, me brother. 
<laughs> so this demon uh, grabs Seth by the throat, lifts him into the air. As we see in the real world, he is now being suspended, and Cameron is also suspended, like slumped over but floating. Uh, and um, they're super excited because Seth's like, my legs, they work. They don't work, though. He's no, he, This man is in the air. Um, yeah, but that's better than walking. That's flying. You're right. Uh, so fly. he fights out of it, but as he goes to jump out the window, the demon shows him it still has Cameron, and that's why he's like slumped in the air. He's literally um, just holding this child. Yeah, he's just, just, hey, look what I got. Do, do you want this? I, I got this. I'm not even using it. I got two of them. <laughs> um, so he tries to bargain with the demon and trade himself for Cameron. Then the demon just drops Cameron as the, the crew yells for him to open the door as he gains consciousness. Um, and he does. They see Oliver, or not, why did I write Oliver? Fuck. <laughs> Oliver, who I'm pretty sure is not even around, right? Well, he's like, out he there. is now. He's outside the door. So right they now. just, they open the door. Oh, yeah. And they go in and they you. see Seth is floating. Yeah. And he drops down, screaming and flailing, fighting this possession. Then they inject him with the serum. And he comes back just for a moment, seeing the window in the real room. So this is the stuff Felix gave him that they vaguely attached to this machine, yeah. which gives him, I think they say it's clarity for it, 10 seconds. Clarity for 10 seconds to, to kill himself before he's fully possessed. Literally. Um, and he, just to kill yourself, which, great. He drags himself across the floor to this window, pulls himself up, and as soon as he gets his feet... Uh, to where he'd be standing. He loses his balance and falls. Makes sense. Uh, then he climbs back up again. And uh, he looks out the window as he says, It's over. And he jumps out the window. And Spoiler alert, it's not over. As he lands on the street below, we hear the demon scream and flail for a moment before we see his eyes rest. The crew arrives outside as he dies on the street. Then we see cops and an ambulance pull up to take him away. Did you notice, uh, so he lands on the ground and Oliver and the crew come running out. Yeah. But in the meantime, there's a really bit part where you can see people walking up to him. They're walking so slowly to wait for people to hit mm -hmm. their mark. It's great because all of the extras are like, well, I can't get to him before Oliver gets to him. So I'm just going to creep up to this dead paraplegic body <laughs> suicide attempt yeah like fantastic uh, makes so sense he, he's loaded into an ambulance and Camilla goes with him as they they try to de fucking defibrillate him uh, they try again and again and then they just fucking say oh well we tried three times it was not the charm we're done um, I think that's the rule for paramedics is it um, it makes sense if you uh, didn't make any sense at all yeah, fair. So Camilla goes, just just try one more time. And then they do, and son of a bitch, his pulse comes back. Holy shit. Uh, he wakes up and holds his hand out to Camilla, and um, as they hold hands, we see him smile as he flatlines again, and Camilla's eyes turn red, and son of a bitch, he was possessed, and the demon transferred from his body to Camilla's. I don't know what he was expecting. Like, why is it over? You landed in a... Like, just because you a, died. Yeah, a street full of people. You uh, It doesn't make sense. And, it's such um, a bad thought process. And that's it. That's I Incarnate. Fucking... As Sale plays again. I was waiting for it. <laughs> Sale! Sale! No, they um, had to. They paid 
four billion dollars for it. They paid more billion dollars. More billion. Um, and yeah, what a shit show. Yeah. Like they had a really cool concept. Like we've touched on it a bunch, but it's just a, it's just a like a ripoff. If you, when you get to even it. vaguely interested in this movie, watch the trailer. That's all you need. I watched like, it earlier. It actually looks fantastic. And it's literally the best scenes in the movie, and the rest of it is garbage. It's when when I think about it, and I, I mentioned this to you. It's like it's a ripoff of Insidious because yeah. they they have a very similar alter world dream state um, that the demons use to keep people under their spell. And we didn't really talk about it, so I watched the trailer. You did not, um, yeah. and I think it's either from the same. I don't think it's the director. I think it's the producer of Insidious did this movie, so it's. They probably surprised. had a general thought. One of those two was the obviously the four uh, showrunners of this thought process. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, we'll make this one, and then we'll make the other one. Whichever one's popular will make it work. Yeah, it, obviously, it's that, um, broke off. Let me copy your homework, but don't make it obvious. Pretty much. But, like, they pe- spent all the money for Aaron Eckhart, so, like, this is going to be the banger. And it was not at all. So they went the other direction. Um. So... How many drunk douchebag dads duking it out with disabled demonologists out of 10? I'd give it two of my dads. Yeah? Yeah. The movie <laughs> sucks dick. Um, no, this movie was trash. It was... Again, I like the thought. They had a lot of really good ideas. There was no execution so in this you, movie. you gave it a two? I gave it a two. I think it's this bad. is the first time I'm going lower than you. I gave it a one. Really? Yeah. I. It was even, bad. Even for me bad movie it had its moments like i would say it had a few points that were redeemable but it's just not a well but there are points of this movie that are laughable oh yeah but it's every movie we watch so here we are besides cloverfield yeah that's uh it's so bad it's unlaughable that's how bad that movie is it's crazy and um zero out of ten on that guy (laughs) fuck you double nine out of ten point nine out of ten got it so uh, before I get into a cool announcement, here are the options for next week. Ooh, hit me, dog. I will listen to this on Thursday so, so I can remember what we're watching. <laughs> found footage, but a reboot that's not. Uh, Already not into it. Boys Trip Gone Sacrificial, or a movie that has no description on Netflix. I have to pick no description, <laughs> but before we get into that, give me the other two again. Um, so, found footage, but... A reboot that's not, and Boys Trip Gone Sacrificial. The first one sounds like Blair Witch to me. Bingo. Did I nail it? Yep. I keep meaning to watch it too. <laughs> you always get one, man. I, I want to get. I want to get all three. So give me the uh, second one again. Boys Trip Gone Sacrificial. We've talked about this movie on the show before. It sounds so generic. Without a paddle, but with it, it's I don't know. It's a good movie. I doubt it. I got nothing on that. Well, and then without a description on Netflix, a movie that has no description on Netflix. I really hope it's a movie I would just want to watch. I think it's called The Platform. Man, fuck that movie. Is it bad? It's fine. It's not as good as everyone says. Man, it's I fine. had on my list. It's also in Spanish. I know. Well, you, it's it's dubbed too, but you need to watch it in Spanish if it makes any sense. No, I I know. I've seen it. I started it. Got mad that it wasn't in English and stopped it. Yep. But I've heard it's good, so I want to watch it. Like, I enjoyed it, but it's it's not, like, as good as everyone's. I mean, that's how horror movies work. All right, give me this. Give me these other two. So, Boy's Trip Gone Sacrificial is The Ritual. Oh, fuck that movie. Um, that movie's garbage. What? 
Yeah, I, I didn't like that movie. Oh, I didn't. I thought you hadn't seen it. I think I have. Maybe I'm thinking you, something you, else. You always say you haven't seen it. Then it's, I don't know. They know what I don't like. I don't remember. All right. <laughs> Either way, and fuck that movie. A movie that has no description on Netflix is a movie called Aftermath. And oh, it literally just says who it's starring and directed by. That's it. Uh, uh, I'm already <laughs> regretting this but this pick. I for sure thought you were going to go with uh, Boy's Trip Gone Sacrificial. I don't. That sounds terrible. Uh, but, so I guess we're doing Aftermath. Great. <laughs> which so I'm excited. Came out last year. My vo- came oh, out 2021. Jesus Christ. Um, if, you, if you recall, the most current movie we've done until now is The Night House, which is a trash factory. Oh my god, that so, movie is so fucking Get bad. ready for some metaphorical bullshit. Can we watch Midsommar? Dude, I want to. We'll get to it. I, yeah. I I love that movie. I did not, but I'm I want to watch it again because I feel like I'm shitting on it for no reason. I feel like I'm shitting on it because people like it. Did and you I see watch it? it again. Did you see it in theaters? No, I watched it at home. Man, it's cool to see in th- like some movies or whatever. Midsummer. I think if you didn't see it in the theater, you're missing out. I don't know. I just I like the main. But I'm pretentious with movies. <laughs> Are you? Because I shit on. I'm pretentious with movies I like. That yeah, you're just an asshole. Yeah. I have, I have theory and reason. Yeah. You just like your movies. Yeah, Cloverfield's a great example. <laughs> um. So yeah, aftermath next week. But before we go, I want to give kind of a cool announcement. It's not fully confirmed yet, but oh great. Um, it's a good announcement. Scarepy, this might be a lie. Scarepy, eighty percent sure has a booth at a Terror Trader event. Hot diggity. Um. Super excited about it. Hopefully, we can make it happen. But uh, talking to the people that uh, are doing like the vendor sign up, and seems like we're gonna get in. So we'll uh, we'll obviously advertise that more if it happens. And if not, I'll cry on 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 recording. But uh, that's fine. I'll text the three that listen exactly to come see me. But yeah, so you could bring me. Wait, wait. Can we talk about the worst McDonald's ever? Oh my god. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right, hold up. I got a small story. We went to the ter- Terror Trader, but we, we've gone every month since we heard about it. Mm-hmm. And the first we went to, we were like, we need to get some food. So we were like, just looking up quick places. <laughs> and a McDonald's popped up with terrible reviews. I mean, zero star. The location pictures for this place were what's That's where us. I want to hit it. So, it, like, we went to look at the pictures. We were like, where is this place? The pictures were not of the location. It was all of receipts that... Uh, it was receipts and pictures of yep. food. Every one of them was a wrong order. Every single one. It was, and it all was like, like 30 no, of them. No pickles. Extra pickles on the burger. It was shit like that. The funniest... I was like, <laughs> we have to go to this McDonald's. It seems like unreasonably bad. Like, this has got to be bullshit. So we went. And not unreasonable. It was the worst McDonald's I've ever been to. It was insane. It was just crazy because the inside, very clean, super fast. And the, the there, food, nobody there. Fucking terrible. So we, we both, I think we both just got like cheeseburgers. Yeah, we just got like a me- quick meal. They I don't remember what we got. had obviously been made three weeks ago. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. And there was ketchup on the inside of my wrapper, but no ketchup to be found on the burger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they re- they definitely pull out wrappers out of the trash and reuse them. So funny. Uh, so Cold go to the McDonald's. Well. I need everybody's opinion to please throw. god it's the best we'll do a like a scarapy meet and greet thing. oh that'd be fantastic <laughs> on a i guess more better note the 
Chinese restaurant right next to there is banging. Oh my god! Last we went there last month. It was super good. And we will be going there every time. Hell yeah! It was banging. God. So stop listening to Scarepy and go to that McDonald's. I don't know the cross streets. You figure it out. That's fine. Just go to Terror Trader and look and at McDonald's. Search McDonald's. You'll figure Closest it out. Closest one. <laughs> it, you nailed it. All right. And on that note, this has been another session of Scarepy. Because wheelchairs are too damn expensive. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>